The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is sponsored by UnityVillage.org. Songwriter Karen Drucker returns to Unity Village with A Woman's Time Out Retreat, September 19th to 22nd. Learn more at UnityVillage.org forward slash events calendar. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Reverend Galen McDowell, and I am the Senior Assistant Minister and Executive Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the Founder. I'm in the midst of doing a series of interviews this month, and I have a great guest, again, all my guests are great, but I have a great guest today, Dr. Stanley G. Robertson, who is the author of The Black Man's Quit List. How are you doing there, Dr. Stan? I'm doing great, Reverend Galen. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Thank you. So this Black Man's Quit List, before we get into it, I just want to just say state that even if you're not a black man listening to this, because I know we have uh, you know, male and females and, and races, et cetera, all across the world listening to this podcast, information is information. And if this is something that you can use as, as because it is catered toward men, uh, recognize that you can use this information uh, to help you live a better life. But however, it is structured to speak specifically to issues that affect black men. So, uh, Dr. Stan, um, before we get into the questions, can you uh, just... First of all, give us an opportunity to understand how did you come up with this concept? What created the need for you to write the book, The Black Man's Quit List? Uh, the The Black Man's Quit List is actually a book. I'm, I'm writing several books on the subject of quitting. Uh, this is the second one, um, and I'm working on the third one now. The way I came up with the concept in general is uh, my my son was in the Marine Corps. Uh, he's an officer. He was trying to make a decision as to whether he wanted to stay in or get out. So he talked to us and he said, Dad, I'm thinking about getting out. You know, what do you think? And I said to him, stay in. You know, you, you're young, you're 20-some years old, you're an officer, you, 20 years later you can retire and have a great life. And um, But then I thought about it, and the more I thought about it, I realized that I was doing something that a lot of parents do and a lot of people do, 
And that is that I was telling him to do something, but it was not necessarily the thing that he wanted to do. It wasn't necessarily his goals and his dreams. And I went to sleep that night, and around 2 o'clock in the morning, something hit me. And it was one word, and the word was quit. And at that point, I recognized that we continue to, to do things and tell people and give them advice to do things that we think are good things to do. Uh, the bottom line is this. If he does not want to re stay in the Marine Corps for 20 years, he should quit the Marine Corps. Uh, and I recognize that we have been doing that all our lives. And in, in relation to black men, there is just a lot of things that black men do that uh, that we ought to stop doing. And if we do stop doing some of these things, that would give us a, a, a better and happier life. All right. All right. So this book is divided into three sections. Can you give us a quick idea of what's included in each section? Yeah, so the way the way I set the book up is um the first section which deal it's called quit carrying excuses in your back pocket. Uh, the second session was quit wearing your emotions on your sleeves. And the third section was quit looking for socks. Now, these are actually metaphors for something. Um, quit looking for excuses really is a metaphor for irresponsibility. Uh, I make the contention, and I'm sure that a lot of people might uh, push back on this point, but that a lot of black men are irresponsible. So the first section deals with that. How, what things can you quit doing? What things can you release from your life so that you can be a more responsible individual? Uh, the second section, which deals with wearing your emotions on your sleeves, deals with immaturity. And immaturity just means in your relationships, if you want to be married, you want to have good, healthy relationships, you have to be mature in your approach. So I deal with things that you can quit doing that can help you be a better and more mature uh, individual. Uh, the third section where I talk about quit losing socks is just a, a metaphor for being unorganized. Uh, women, if if you want to get a woman, the, the, the premise of the book is that if you give up certain things, you'll be a better man, a better person. Uh, but the real deal with the book is that you will be a man that women want because um, my – assessment and of course you know these days this doesn't necessarily apply to um to all men when it comes to uh you know gender identification i do not get into that in the book i'm not not speaking to that but just as a general premise um my assumption is that men want to be attractive to women and this third section deals with that how can you be more attractive how can you be more um uh in terms of your physical appearance is what i'm referring to uh so that that's the three sections uh in the book okay well let me just go right in because as you were explaining um the sections um you made a statement that you believe that uh black men can be irresponsible or in, in the book you say more irresponsible than women now obviously that's a controversial statement, um, you know, and as a black man, you know, I, I'll hear a statement like that and say, well, what, what do you mean by that? Um, so if you were talking to me and a group of black men and you made this statement, how would you back up that statement? 
So I, I believe that men are, and, and again, in particular black men, maybe all men, but I, I can't really speak to other um, races. But in terms of black men, uh, there's a couple of reasons why I make this claim. Number one, black men versus black women. Black women are typically the more responsible party in the community. They're the more, more responsible in the family. They're more responsible in the relationship. They're more responsible in the home. Women are, our black women are more responsible, period, than black men. Now, I think this happens for a reason. And uh, there's a show on TV, and uh, it's a it's a kind of a follow up to the show Blackish. Uh, this one is called Black AF. One of the, the the title that they use for the show, pretty much every show that comes on, the title says it, because of slavery, and that is the deal with this notion that black men are more irrespons- irresponsible than black women, and it's because of slavery. And so what happened in I know that many people will say well slavery was 400 years ago that don't make any sense. But here's the here's the problem. The problem is during slavery uh black men got the brunt of the the ire and the rage from the slave owners and the overseers and as a result black women started to push the black men into the background. In other words, if the black man was too vocal, if he was too assertive, if he was too confident, if he was too competent, then that could be dangerous. That could literally mean his life. So as a result, they pushed the the women, pushed the black men and the boys to the background and the women took the lead roles in the family, in society, and they were the ones who stood out in front and made decisions, spoke on behalf of the family, and so forth. But they were doing that to protect their men because the alternative could have been disastrous for the men. That type of behavior has permeated throughout the years, and today we still see the same thing: black women pushing the the black men to the to the background, and part of that could be not just that black women were doing it for their own, you know, protection of their family and and their men, but the society also picks up on this thing and they do it as well. So therefore, you'll see uh, people hiring black women over the black men. You'll see people giving preference to black women over the black men. And I'm not saying that black women should not or do not deserve that type of treatment. What I'm saying is that that America, this country, has a problem. They are afraid of black men, and we still have the same type of problems going on today that permeated throughout the years as a result of, of slavery. Okay, so based upon, you know, and slavery wasn't 400 years ago either. You know, sometimes we have to be reminded <laughs> that right, right, on the right. back end of slavery, uh, there was a thing called Jim Crow. Sure. And those type of sure. things and other laws that affected um, the family structure. Now, um, you know, you know me. I'm a, I'm a big on 100% responsibility. I know that there are other factors uh, in play, but what, but when we look at the the financial, the social, the other things that go along with the African American community in particular, there's some things that we need to fix internally. And I think that. Uh, 
what I at least when I was uh, reading through your book, I think what you were seeking to do was to address the internal things. There are external things we need to address in our community, uh, you know, that are dispropor- that disproportionately affect our community. However, there are things we have to do internally that only we can fix. Would you agree with that statement? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, um, you know, because I want to get through the rest of the book. I'm not just going to drill down on that one statement because I, I, you know, irresponsibility, I think, can be uh, dependent on perspective. But um, just from the standpoint of 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 uh, expectation. with it in context with, you know, and I think that at times I, you know, when, when roles are not necessarily clearly defined. And I, and I think that it's sort of like, you know, I know you like basketball. People say, you know, we're playing in a game of positionalist b- basketball now where, you know, now you got seven foot two guys shooting three pointers in, instead of going down there, blocking shots, getting rebounds and dunking on people. What ends up happening is at times, uh, because there's no context, because there's no expectation of role, uh, sometimes that creates problems. Um, so I want to drill down on, on a couple of things, Dr. Stan. Uh, first of all, what is a quit list? Um, so the book is called The Black Man's Quit List. Um, a quit list is basically a proclamation. It, it's the It's an announcement that you make to yourself that you are going to give up certain things. You're going to release certain things from your life. So, so essentially, a quit list is just a list of those things that you want to stop doing. Okay. So, um, you said in the book you have a four-step process for becoming a successful quitter. What are those four steps? Yeah, the the four-step process is is actually identified in my first book, which is called Quit, The Last Principle of Success. Um, so I, I, I don't actually repeat the four-step process in the black man's quit list. Uh, however, the, the just briefly, the four-step process, which uses the acronym QUIT, Q-U-I-T, the process is Q, which stands for quit quickly. That just means that if you are doing something, if you work in a job that you hate, you're in a relationship that's toxic, you have a unhealthy uh, uh, habit that you want to break, as soon as you recognize that something doesn't work for you, you need to give it up immediately, as quickly as you can. So the first step is to quit very fast. The U stands for to understand the negative emotions, because when you give up something, one of the reasons, one of the primary reasons we don't quit things is because the emotional baggage that's attached to the thing. If you're in a relationship, and let's say it's a bad marriage, you know it's bad, you know you guys are not compatible, it is still very emotionally difficult to release that relationship, to release that person. So the second step is to understand what those negative emotions are, how they work, and how to navigate around them. Uh, That's the U. The I stands for initiate a new goal. If you're going to quit something, the best way to release things from your life is to replace it with something else. Uh, so, therefore, if you want to quit um, smoking cigarettes, people will might say, chew gum. 
Um, and that is because you're trying to initiate a new behavior. Because if you're going to give up one habit or one thing, you need to replace it with another thing, and that makes it a lot easier. Same thing if you work in a job. You don't just quit the job. You find another job. So you go, you leave the first one, you go to the second one. So that's the I. And then the fourth step is the T. Q-U-I-T, which is to transform your behavior. And that just means that if you're going to make some changes, you cannot keep doing the same things that you did before. So you've got to find out and learn how to enlist and engage some new behaviors in your life so that you can do the new things that that you want to do. Uh, So that's the four-step process, Q-U-I-T. Okay, well, we have a caller, Carolyn. I'm going to bring her in, Dr. Stan. Carolyn, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi, do you have a question for Dr. Stan? Well, Dr. Stan, um, I just wanted to find out from you, um, if you find that you're not achieving your goals, would you uh, equate, equate that to quit? Uh, yeah. So, yes, thank you. That's a very good question. The idea of quitting is centered around gold achievement. So the, the, the point is this, is that if you're not achieving your goals, it means that you are not doing something. Either you you are doing something or you're not doing something that you need to be doing to reach those goals. Um, Now, one of the things that people do that prevent them from reaching their goals is they are engaged in the wrong behavior. Or if they're doing things to make progress toward their goal and those things are not working, what do you need to do? Well, you need to quit. You need to give that up. If you're doing A – and A is not getting you where you want to go, you have to stop doing that. Um, I like to use the example of um, if you're taking a trip to California and you're going on the wrong expressway, yeah, you're moving, you're you're going, you're getting somewhere, but you're not getting where you want to be. So you have to quit that uh, route or quit that highway and course correct, get on the right path to get you where you want to be. So the concept of quitting is designed to help people reach their goals. And that's why the first book is called The Last Principle of Success, because even though people don't think about quitting as a success principle, it is. All right. Thank you, Carolyn, for the call. Much appreciated. So um, so as we start to work with um, this concept, let's drill down a little bit more, um, because it's some things that are specific and, you know, just letting you know, by the way, you know, we have to take the break at 1029. Um, and I want to make sure that I also give the number to the callers. If you want to call in, you can call in at 816-251-3555, 816-251-3555. Uh, so I, w- I want to deal with a couple of things. Um, uh, in the book, you, you, you have a lot of to-dos and don't-dos. One of the, one of the uh, chapters that uh, interested me strongly was the chapter on flirting, especially now that we're, um, when I talk to guys, you know, as a minister, you know, I'm always talking to guys about different stuff and people always are asking me questions about how to handle things now in, 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 in times where people are more aware of things like sexual harassment and things of that nature. 
how do you um, teach guys to flirt without it coming across, first of all, in the appropriate times, in appropriate places, and what, and, and hopefully not have it being viewed as harassment, because that can happen unintentionally. Yeah, that you're correct, that, and that is the great point. Um, I, I will say, I will say just to start off that uh, flirting is a very important part of uh, relationships. Whether you're trying to initiate a relationship because you met someone and and you want to try to get to know the person, uh, flirting is an important part of that process. And if you are in a long-term relationship, if you're in a marriage, um, flirting is a very um, important thing to do. It's it will uh, it's kind of, it spices up the relationship. It keeps things fresh. Uh, it keeps both people. I mean, I've been married. 34 years and it's still a good thing because whenever you uh, whenever you want to um uh get um if you want affection if you want to uh, just if you're just sitting there that is actually a good time if you if you're just sitting there watching TV you're driving down the highway you're cooking dinner whatever it is uh flirting is always a good thing um and it leads to other more interesting things if if that's what you are interested in but in terms of flirting today yes it 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 is very uh you have to be very careful because number one, what you said is true, and that is that it could lead to this notion of sexual harassment, which is, uh, you know, obviously not uh, not something that you want. But also, uh, you have to be careful these days as well because of COVID and so forth. Uh, so you can't uh, get into someone's personal space uh, like you might have in the past. So, you know, in the past, one thing, you know, you one little flirting technique could be kind of touch her on her shoulder as you as you take your seat, if you're sitting beside her or something like that. Uh, well, you can't do that now because you don't you can't have a, any type of physical uh, touch. So you do have to be very careful. Uh, so as far as I as as far as I'm concerned, if you're going to flirt with someone, and you want to make sure that it's not taken out of context or that it doesn't uh, end with someone saying that you, you know, sexually harass them or something like that, then you just want to make sure that you pick up on the clues. Uh, that other person will give you clues. If you um, smile at them and they smile back, that could be a clue that, okay, you know, this is a friendly person. Now I can, you know, say something or I can approach the person and so forth. So watch for the clues before you move further, you know, and continue on to the uh, to the next step. Um, and I don't know if we have time before the break, but um, there is one other thing I wanted to say about sexual harassment. Um, Go ahead. So sexual sexual harassment is something that uh, obviously it is a big deal uh, when um, – uh, Bill Clinton uh, had a problem with Monica Lewinsky. There was a court case that dealt with sexual harassment, and they actually define what sexual harassment is. Um, and uh, long story short, it is a it's a very it's very difficult to cross the line. And and there's really just one thing, and that is one incident does not make a harassment. So in other words, if a man approaches a woman or if a woman approached a man uh, in a sexual manner, 
one incident does not make it harassment. What makes it harassment is if they reject your advances and then you continue, that's harassment. But if you make one advance, that's expect. That's how society works. No one could ever meet another person or get to know another person um, if they were – if if one one advance means harassment, then everyone would be getting sued. So uh, the courts have defined that that one one advancement it does not constitute uh, harassment. All right, all right. So um, we have about three minutes. I want to just knock out another question um, really mm-hmm. quickly. Um, so one of the things that you you talk about with quitting. Um, I think this one is 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 rather interesting question. Uh, should black men quit hanging out with their homeboys after they get married? Is that a sign of irresponsibility? Uh, that that is a big deal. Um, for men, as you know, we it's not a big deal for us. We think that I mean it's part of life, but for your spouse, it could be a very big deal. And for your spouse, it could be a sign of irresponsibility. That doesn't necessarily mean that every spouse is going to think that, uh, but a lot of them do. Uh, so you have to be very delicate in your approach to whether you should hang out with your guys or not uh, and how often you should hang out with your guys. One of the problems with men is that we tend to rib you know, other men. So in other words, if you get a phone call and we're hanging out, you know, we're watching the game or we're just chilling, whatever. You get a phone call from your wife um, or whoever is in your in your life, then the guys got to give you a hard time about that. You know, they got to laugh at you. They got to talk about you. So um, the reason why it could be considered as uh, as a sign of immaturity is if you uh, if you acquiesce to that. In other words, you should not as a man do something different just because your guys, you know, made fun of you. In fact, if they are making fun of you because you took a phone call, you know, from your spouse or you had to leave early, you know, you didn't hang out, you know, all night and you were the first one to leave, um, and we know that we do that to each other, if your guys do that, then they may be a little immature themselves they may have problems in their own relationship. So obviously you should never uh, be swayed by that type of thing, uh, but it happens all the time. No, so, yeah. So, you know, what's, what's interesting, we only got about a minute, um, but it, I think that finding the balance is important because yes. what ends up happening is I think men need men time. As a man, I know I need time just to be with the fellas, but it can't be out of balance. I think right. what ends up happening is um, in relationships, sometimes uh, uh, ladies sometimes expect, you know, the men to play the role of their girlfriends and mm-hmm. be their man. And mm-hmm. that process sometimes can be a, can be problematic because two people are expecting the their spouse or the person they're in the relationship with to fulfill all their needs and, and uh that's just in my opinion that's not healthy the healthy thing is we got the break Uh, we got to take our break we'll be right back with true transform
Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Reverend Galen McDowell. Uh, Before I get back to my guest, Dr. Stanley G. Robertson, I want to uh, speak to a few things that's going on in Christ Universal Temple. Uh, This Sunday, we have a guest speaker, uh, Reverend Henry Hardy, who is a a friend of our ministry, who was like a spiritual son to the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman. Reverend Wells has invited him in to speak to the congregation for our 65th anniversary, which is October uh, of this year. We're in our anniversary right now. The week after, next week, we'll have our 65th anniversary musical concert. So you want to make sure you're tuning in. On on October 30th, we're going to have prayer day. Our speaker is the Reverend Shirley Lawson. And on October 31st, uh, I will end the anniversary, uh, the hardcore metaphysician, the Reverend Galen McDowell. So we make sure that you stay tuned in. And you can tune in via YouTube. Our YouTube channel is CU Temple, the letter CU and Temple as one word, or watch on our Facebook page, Christ Universal Temple, or on our website, www.cutemple.org. So we want to make sure that you're tuned in and you're ready to rumble. Also, want to remind you that we do Monday through Friday daily inspiration lessons at noon on Facebook Live. Now, the lessons stay up forever, so you can go and watch them. I've probably done hundreds of those things in the last year and a half or so. So I, along with a couple of other speakers, teach these lessons based upon the periodical daily inspiration for better living. So go to the Christ Universal Temple Facebook page and make sure you check them out. Uh, These are daily lessons, or not on the weekends, but daily lessons that you can receive that can help you live a better life, that can help you uh, understand the principles and techniques taught in Scripture to live a better life, the metaphysics of how your mind works and how to produce manifestations in your everyday life. Make sure you don't miss it. All right. So, Dr. Stan, before we get back to um, the questions, I just want to, first of all, ask you to let people know how they can get in contact with you, 
how they can get their books, how they can email you. Could you let them know? Oh, sure. Um, that is very simple. My, You can go to my website, which is thequitdoctor.com. All one word, thequitdoctor.com. And you can contact me from there. You can get any of my books from there. Or you can go on Amazon and just order the books. All right, beautiful, beautiful. So make sure that you reach out to him if you have questions about any information or you're interested in getting his material or when you're interested in getting his material, you can make sure that you tune in. So I wanted to um, go back to the uh, the conversation about um, um, yeah. guys <laughs> hanging out and the ba- fi- figuring out the balance. Um, as I was stating earlier, and I'm, I, I know you have some things you want to say about it, from my perspective, um, I don't believe that um, people complete each other as much as they complement each other. Therefore, um, I don't. I don't think that a, a woman should be everything to a man. In other words, you have to fulfill all the roles, and and vice versa. So I think that sometimes ends up being a situation of circumstances where women want men to be their girlfriends. You know. You know you know, go shopping with me every weekend, uh, go run these errands with me, you know, watch, you know, watch this reality show five of them in a row and doing some of that stuff is cool sometimes, but at times guys need guy time to, to, to be able to function in their male energy because at times it seems as though, um, um, masculine energy is, is, is sometimes even, downgraded as lesser like okay you know uh, uh, you know a, a man got to be in a space to where uh they're around other guys because i think it fulfills them in a different way that allows them to go back into their world to be a, a better man when done right when done wrong it can show up as irresponsibility so for me at least dr stan uh the perspective isn't either or it's at what level of volume like you know a good song can sound great at volume seven or eight but it sounds distorted at 10. um could you drill down on that a little bit or you agree or disagree and why i i do agree um i i think that men definitely need time with each other and as far as going shopping um, I do a lot of things around my house. Um, I will wash the dishes. I'll change the baby's clothes, uh, uh, diapers. I'll um, uh, wash clothes. I'll fold clothes. I'll cook. doesn't matter to me. I think that, um, you know, it makes sense to do those things. But the one thing that I just kind of hate doing is going shopping. So I don't like to go shopping. That is a great time for your spouse uh, to get together with her friends and give you some quiet time by yourself uh, if you're the man. Uh, So I I agree with you 100%. Here's the problem, though. The problem is that women are crazy. Women, their brain... Let's pause here for a second because I got a lot of women listeners. Can we restate (laughs) that in a different way? (laughs) I can't let that ride. It is hard to restate that in a different way. Women's brains work different than men's okay. brains, and therein lies the problem. Way of stating it. Thank you. Okay. All right. Well, that that's where the problem comes in. The problem comes in because women's brains work totally different. Now, in my world, that means women are crazy. In your world, 
It just means women's brains are different, and that's fine either way, however you look at it. But that's why we have this problem as far as men hanging out with their friends and so many other problems in relationships. And it's because when you get into a relationship, uh, people have to have their needs met, whatever your need is. If you have a need for sex, if you have a need for companionship, if you have a need for, for affirmation and for the other person to say good things about you, whatever your need is. They have to be met, and they need to be met by that other person in your life. The problem is that men's brains need one thing. Women's brains need something different. Same thing with your physical bodies. Men need one thing. Women need something different. And the problem comes in because as women, they will then believe that I need X, let's say conversation, for example. Women, and I'm generalizing, but in general, women need to have conversation. Men don't need conversation. Men need conversation if there's something to talk about, if there's a problem to solve. Men are conquerors. So if you are talking to me, I need to know what is the conversation about, what is the issue for me to solve, and then I'll come up with a solution for you, and I'm done. Women don't do that. They want to talk just because they want to talk to you because you're their man. So the problem comes in in terms of expectations is that one side expects the other side to do the same thing. So we expect, okay, I'm done. I've solved your problem. Stop talking now. Well, that's a problem because she is not done talking. And the same thing from the other side. So we so we think one thing, they think the other thing. Those things don't necessarily line up with each other. Now you got a problem. And that's where that's where the real issue comes in in these relationships. And it doesn't matter if it's an expectation surrounding you hanging out with your friends or surrounding you doing whatever it is. The bottom line is because our brains are so different, we think one thing and we project that onto the other person and it's not necessarily congruent with each other and it, it causes all kinds of problems. All right. So uh, I, I like different than crazy. Uh, one, because, you know, <laughs> just don't think that works, Dr. Stan. <laughs> but you're standing on your position. So... The 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 <laughs> so as we drill down on 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 black man's quit list, mm-hmm. and you say part of the book is to make uh, black men more um, uh, attractive to uh, women. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's deal with um, then why is there so much conflict in in marriage and relationships in general. Well, so the conflict comes in because of what I was just describing, and that is because we have needs, and the needs of one person is not necessarily the same as the other person. And it doesn't matter if it's male or female, but the the needs are going to be different between two people because they're just individuals. And the reason why all this conflict comes up is because I, if I, so I'm going to give you an example. Let's just take sex as an example. 
if I have a need, and it doesn't matter if I'm the, let's assume if I'm the man and, and then my spouse is a woman. If I have a need for sex, which a lot of men have a greater need for that, and the the your spouse, she has a need for affection. In other words, she she wants to be cuddled. She wants to she wants to sit and watch the movie and just you know throw her leg across your leg without you know engaging in anything else. She just wants to be close. Well, for the man, if my if I have a great need for sex. And she cuddles with me. Well, I think that that's a signal. That means okay, cool. Let's do it. On her side, she has a need for affection. So cuddling doesn't necessarily mean she wants to do anything more than just cuddle. But we have this problem because I'm thinking, oh, here's she's giving me an invitation, and she's thinking I'm just you know cuddling with my man. So because we have these two different perspectives, these two different um, needs, we project onto each other and we get it wrong because I'm proceeding based on my own needs, but that's not necessarily her need at that moment. She's proceeding based on her needs, and that's not necessarily my need at that moment. And then you have this conflict. All right. Dr. Stan, we have a caller, so let me bring her in. Uh Dot, are you there? Yes. I'm out of breath because I was rushing to grab my phone. I was listening to my Bluetooth. <laughs> Dr. Stan made a comment. I said, I must say something about this. <laughs> okay, Dr. Stan, okay. you might be in trouble. Dr. I don't know. Stan. Uh, what's, uh, okay, what do you have to say uh, to Dr. Stan? No, it's nothing. No, it's nothing. It's nothing. I was kind <laughs> of supporting you uh, when you were saying that um, women's brains are a lot different than men's brains. Uh, my doctorate, my research uh, is on um, educating male students. And um, one of the things I learned when educating males or even talking to males, one of the things I found out in going around in classrooms, females talk too much. I'm sorry, females, if you're out there, we talk too much to our men, to our males, period. Because what happens, males, it, attention span is, is short, shorter than females. So therefore, when we're talking to our husbands or even our students, our sons, we just talk, 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 talk. And at a certain point, a male's mind is going blah, 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 blah. And then when the female asks a question, the male can't answer because he has already tuned her out. So you're right when you said males want you to get to the point, say what you have to say, and get it over with. You know, so I just had to make that comment. I hope there's educators on this line too, females, because 99% of the time our male students are sitting up in a classroom with a female teacher. They're going home to a female, whether it's the mother, the grandma, the sister, the aunt that's raising them, and we talk too much. That's why we lose them. Males are misunderstood. They're not bad. They're not mischievous. They're just, uh, you know, being mean. They're just misunderstood because we have to, we have to learn them because the brains are totally different. Oh, I'm out of breath. I, I just had to make that comment. <laughs> before, before you get off the phone, because um, it just was, you know, I know that. 
So, uh, and I know that for many years you were a principal in in schools. So you're not talking about mm-hmm. you're not talking from a perspective of uh, a person who does not know, and, and you have real world experience in making this stuff work. Yeah. Not only that, you teach principals how to be principals. So yeah. Um, yeah. So and, you know. So I just want to just reemphasize that this isn't a person that's just calling in. This is a person that's saying, "Hey." What's going on? Well, let me just tell you from my perspective, uh, Dot and Dr. Stan, when when I hear, when conversations go too long, my brain turns into Charlie Brown on people sometimes. I'm like, wah, wah, wah. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Right. Especially if I have to have conversations about the same thing over and over again. When I feel as though, okay, this has been settled. I thought we came to a conclusion of this, around this, and now we're talking about it again. I was like, okay. We got to do this again. Right. <laughs> like, literally, my right. brain is like, and that, okay, we got to do this. Right. Again. And that happens in the classroom. And it's just like I noticed going around just, just uh, 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 notating things when a female teacher's in the classroom and the kids or students are raising their hands, a female teacher, I call on a female first before they call on a male. You know, two females can be patting each other, hitting each other. The teacher says, stop. Two males start doing, go to the office. You're fighting. So it's just males and females are different, and they're treated differently, and we have to be conscious of that. So that was what my research was on, you know. So I had to to, uh, support Dr. Stan in saying that the, the brains are different, and our conversations are different. We want to talk too much. And males don't want to hear about female things, you know, <laughs> just like in books in the classroom. 99% of the time, the books in the classroom are centered around females. Come on. There's books. You know, females like sports stuff, too. So, you know, you have to have a combination of both to meet the needs of both and be under, understanding and appreciative and appreciate the differences of each other instead of tearing each other down because one person doesn't like what the other person said. I'm speaking of as far as male and female. Okay. Right. Well, oh, well, thank okay. you. Thank you, Doc. We appreciate okay. it. <laughs> okay. All righty. Thank you so much. Okay. Have a great day. Have a wonderful day. Okay. See you at noon, uh, Reverend Gaines. Okay. Actually, I have somebody having okay. to cover that for me today, so it won't be me today. Okay. All right. So, but I'll see okay. you on Friday on okay. the noonday lesson. So, Dr. Stan, because we only have about 10 minutes left, and that was a great call because we have somebody who came in who gave some some real-world information around how people think differently, perspectives, points of views, their brains. Um, So I I, want to deal with a a question that did not necessarily come directly from your book, but but as I was reading it, uh, this this came up. Uh, One of the conversations is I'm, you know, in the church world, Church is mainly 80% women, 75 to 80% women across the board. I don't care if it's black, it's white, it's Asian, it's uh, Hispanic. It tends to trend uh, toward women. But in other, but in our community, uh, I often hear women um, stating that they want to be married and that they feel as though black men don't want to be married. So how can the black man's quit list help men uh, get into the mindset of marriage because according to the stats, uh, African-Americans, 
get married at a far lesser great uh, rate than other racial groups? Um, I'm not sure that I understand or 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 agree with the idea that black men don't want to be married. I'm I'm not so sure about that. Um, I'm just talking about what they say to me. I'm not saying that's accurate, but it's a conversation in the community. Mm-hmm. Mm. Go ahead. Please. Um. Yeah. Well, I, I I don't know that I could actually speak to that because the as far as I can tell, as far as I can tell, I I, I just have not experienced that. I I haven't experienced any situations where it seems like black men don't want to be married um, at any lesser rate than anybody else. I I just have not seen that. Okay. All right. Beautiful. Okay. So um, when talking about quitting, there's quitting, but in the book, you also have aspects of things that people should do. Why was it important for you to state, okay, these are things that you should absolutely quit, but these are also some habits that you should absolutely pick up to create a better version of yourself? Mm. Um, Well, that goes back to my original four-step process on quitting. If you are going to quit something, one of the best things that you can do is replace it with something else. In other words, if you want to quit eating junk food, if you want to quit eating sweets, well, the best way to do that is to replace that with something else. So, in other words, um, if if you want, if you go home uh, after work, uh, or if you are eating lunch, you want to stop eating fast foods every day. Well, the best thing for you to do is bring a healthy food. If you want to stop eating junk food, the best thing to do is replace it with a healthy snack. So, um, so that's the idea. Whenever you want to give up something, if you can replace it with something better, uh, something that's more productive, something that's going to get you closer to your goals, then that that would be the the way to do it. And, and that's why I do that. Okay. In the book, you talk about men quitting uh, financial irresponsibility and picking up uh, understanding of what financial. Uh, how the financial world works, financial stability. Could you speak a little bit about, you know, men uh, uh, dropping financial irresponsibility and understanding that, you know, budgeting, investments, retirement, things of that nature? Sure. When when I learned about um, investing, I was, I don't know, 18 years old, 19, 20 years old, before I even knew what a stock or a bond was. Um, because that was just not something that was discussed or talked about, you know, in my household or anything like that. Um, so we kind of we lag behind. Now, one thing about women in today's society is that there used to be a time where women would kind of judge a guy or be attracted to a man based on his looks, based on his appearance, and maybe some other factors. Well, these days. Women are attracted to men based on their credit score. Uh, there was a study done where about 80, 87% of the women in the study said they're, they're attracted to a man that looks good. That same study, those same women said 
now they said 87% of the time they're attracted to a man who looks good. 96% of the time they said they're attracted to a man with a good credit score. So women are more conscious. They're more aware of the idea. And the reason is they want to have a good life. They want to they want to be able to to do things. They want they their man to be be a responsible adult to to work and to do things. So I think that um it is important for black men and I'm not this doesn't necessarily mean all black men, you know, are in this category, but um there is a lot of black men who do they don't know what a FICO score is. They don't know how stocks and bonds work. They don't know, you know, what the Dow Jones average is. They don't know what a mutual fund is. Uh, so I, I think that the, um, that's the reason why I, I discussed that. If you want to be a man that women want, it's important to understand and have good credit to uh, to have a, a, a job. And that doesn't mean it has to be, you know, a, a corporate job downtown. It doesn't matter what kind of job it is. You But you have to be willing to work, earn an income, uh, contribute to the household. And, and by the way, it doesn't matter if she makes more than you. That That's irrelevant. But you do need to be able to contribute to the the family and uh, and part of that you know if you want to drive a, a, a car live in a house and so forth you need to have a good uh, credit score and all of that plays into that oh, beautiful beautiful we only have about a two minutes left dr stan so i you know i don't want to ask another question that will not allow you to properly elaborate but i do want first of all to give you an opportunity to give people your website again Oh, um, the, yeah, the website is thequitdoctor.com, thequitdoctor.com. Yeah, and, okay. um, mm-hmm. yeah and, and, and again, the book that we're talking about today is The Black Man's Quit List. Yeah, and... the, the book is called The Black Man's Quit List, 40 Things You Can Quit in Order to Live Your Best Life Right Now. All right. So these are the things that, you know, again, if, you know, you want to talk about, et cetera, I think the the real conversation is, Dr. Stan, is the willingness to have the conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, many times things don't get fixed until there's conversation around it. And sometimes you need something to start the conversation. So I think your book at least gives people an opportunity to say, okay, I agree with this. I don't agree with this. Why? And now you can have some holistic conversations when people are willing to put their ego aside and get to the place of what gives me the best opportunity to win at life, to create win-win. I win, you win. Not I win, you lose. And I think to, to, a, to a large extent, uh, people in relationship, oh time is running out, to a large extent, people are functioning in relationships where they feel as though one person is winning and another person is losing. So I just want to, first of all, just thank you for coming on the show. Uh, people reach out to uh, Dr. Stan, go to his website. If you have questions, reach out to him very directly. I'm sure he will answer all of your questions. If you want to get his materials or drill down, or if you want to bring him in to speak or, or, or teach a seminar workshop, gave you his contact information so make sure you do what you need to do to make it happen next week i'm going to be ha- i'm going to have another uh, relationship expert person on christine burkett we're going to talk about her relationship app uh god bless you and i'll be with you next week with truth transforms 
Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of a Guided Life podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.